The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dumbing It Down with Dave, episode 100. Whoop-de-doo. Are you ready? All right. That was fantastic. I would expect no less from a digitally edited uh, special effects response provided to me by Spreaker, Spreaker Spreaker.com. That's the host of uh, my show, Dumbing It Down with Dave. This is episode 100. So I want to quickly at the top of the show, I want to thank Spreaker for uh, a, a very aggressive marketing campaign several years ago when I was driving a truck up in the uh, Albany uh, uh, area, in the Northeast for that matter, and uh, constantly as I was listening to Coast to Coast with George Norrie uh, on uh, WGY out of uh, Albany and uh, other AM stations, but mostly WGY, I would hear this constant barrage of advertising, Spreaker, 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 all over again, you know, every hour, uh, uh, not all over again, but every hour, uh, every half hour. Hey, your radio, your, your cell phone's uh, blowing up. Hey, hey, you want to do a podcast? Was, hey, hey. I didn't record those um, commercials. I wish I had. Uh, maybe if I send a, an email to uh, Spreaker or whatever, they'll uh, they'll have it somewhere in their advertising campaign uh, archives. But uh, it really got to me uh, because uh, I was curious. And uh, I had no uh, avenue for creativity. Uh, I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a YouTube channel. I uh, wasn't doing stand-up comedy. So uh, I wasn't performing anywhere. Uh, I don't know when was the last time I was called to do a commercial or a public service announcement or anything like that. But it just wasn't enough. You know, I was just being funny to my friends. You know, uh, very private uh, moments of, uh, of uh, performing uh, face-to-face with a friend or an acquaintance. You know, and maybe on the phone with somebody. You know, I would... Uh, give some entertainment, you know, I give good phone, I give very good phone, if you ever wanted to talk to me on the phone, much better than I do podcasting and YouTubing, I give great phone, um, so I uh, called up Spreaker, and, uh, or I emailed them, whatever it is I was supposed to do, very trepidatious about the whole thing, thought it was a scam, was really uh, concerned about how much money it was going to cost me, and uh, to this very day, uh, up to episode 100, it's cost me very little, uh, it's cost me, uh, uh, I think about $6 a month, you know, something like that. That's like the, uh, I have the most basic, basic uh, uh, plan. And uh, I do, a, I've done a weekly show, but of course, for those of you who have been listening know, I've taken a lot of time off. I've taken, uh, I've done podcations. I think my last uh, podcast, episode 99, was somewhere in October, you know, mid uh, mid to late October. So, um, yeah, I think so. So, you know, it's taken, uh, th- what, I've taken 30, uh, 40 some odd, maybe 60 days off, whatever. It is what it is, but, uh, you know, I got to do what I got to do, and uh, I feel very good about the times that I'm on the air and I do a show, and uh, as uh, disappointing as it is for me, I don't know about for you, but when I take time off, uh, I feel good about the time I take off. It's This is one of those organic shows. You know, you, uh, I, I, I know that there's a big podcast rule. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. Every Tuesday, 11 o'clock, you have to drop. Every Monday, 11.30. Listen, I don't, I don't do that type of show. It's unfortunate. If I did that type of show, 
then yeah, that would be great. But I don't do that type of show, and uh, I don't have that type of life. Sometimes I think it's best for me not to do a podcast. I think it's best for you, too. If it's best for me, I think it's best for you, too. But then again, I could be totally wrong. If I had a producer, somebody might, might say to me, Hey, Dave, no matter how you're feeling, you got to get on that mic and you got to share that. People do want to hear that side of you, that depressing, dark, dismal side of you, that sad, you know, sad sack, sorryful, you know, shameful, shameless uh, side of you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Um, uh, I don't feel like sharing that a lot, and then and, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. And sometimes uh, I just wonder what you guys want to hear, and I, I just can't imagine anybody wants to, you know, go out of their way. Because when you hear my podcast, you're not just hitting a button on your on your phone. For those of you who are old enough to have been hitting buttons, you know, uh, maybe a selector back in the day. In my day, it was a selector. Now, I guess it's still a selector, but it's a digital button. So I guess it is still a button. But you know, when you come to listen to Dumbing It Down with Dave, you gotta you gotta sign up for this. You gotta there's a whole rigmarole, and uh, I don't even know what rigmarole really means. And I should probably stop using that word until I figure it out. But whatever the hassle is, I appreciate it. But I just can't imagine you want to hear that that all that crap. So uh, you know that's okay. Anyway, so. Here it is, December 30th, but thank you for trying, thank you for listening, thank you for sticking through. I have a couple of faithful listeners, you know, of course, uh, uh, Linda Irwin out there, the producer, creator, and uh, writer, and uh, all that and more for uh, Awesome Insanity Surfers. If you are in the need of comedy, if you're in the need of writing a comedy, writing sketch writing above and beyond what you have probably have tasted, have listened to, have experienced whether on the internet or probably not since Monty Python. Um, she does a show called Awesome Insanity Surfers, and um, she's got a, a huge selection of uh, podcasts you can listen to. They're all about you know somewhere between 15 minutes to a half an hour long, and uh, she has all these little bits that she does, all these characters and all that other stuff. So uh, I want to uh, thank her for her constant devotion to me and to the show. Uh, and uh, she comments every show. A lot of you don't comment. She listens to every show. A lot of you don't listen to every show. Which, by the way, is fine. It's all fine. Uh, I can't be begrudging people for not engaging me. I do, but I guess I can't be. I, I don't know what the rules are. I'm a very beaten man at this point. You want to get into sad? You want to get into shameful and shameless and, and sorrowful and, and confused and all that other stuff? By the way, this is episode 100. Did I mention that? It's uh, New Year's Eve. It's uh, four. 23 in the morning now. I started this podcast uh, apparently seven minutes ago. So uh, about a quarter after four in the morning, I'm on the New York State Thruway. I'm on, way, on my way down to Brooklyn to the Menorah uh, Nursing Home and Rehab Center uh, that uh, my mother is uh, in rehab, uh, subacute rehab, uh, recovering from a stroke that she had back in October. Uh, she's been at this rehab center since November 20th, and I've been on leave from work. Uh, I think all that time uh, I went on leave because of her and the stroke and my ability to help her recover and all that so it's been a very long road in fact I think I'm going to title the show Alone, Arduous and Anxious maybe I should do it in alphabetical order I don't know Anxious, Arduous and Alone yeah there you go how about that Triple A, Triple A rated <laughs> this show is Triple A rated if you are 
uh, no, anxious is not the first one. So it would be arduous. But that, who wants to start off a show with the word arduous? Nobody even knows what that means, arduous. All right, so whatever. Alone, anxious, arduous. Triple A rated. Um, yeah, it's been a very long and lonely road uh, for me the last couple of months, commuting back and forth. Not commuting, but sp- spending time. I actually slept on a cot uh, when I was down at the rehab center uh, on a cot by the window, uh, probably no more than five feet from my mother. Uh, and uh, not fun, not fun at all. Very difficult, very anxious, arduous, and alone because uh, my mother uh, is deaf. She is re- 81. She's recovering from a stroke. Uh, she had a right side stroke, so she has left side damage. Uh, the medical uh, profession likes to use the word neglect. She has a lot of left side neglect. And uh, every nurse, every doctor, every staff person, every person who has come in contact with my mother, uh, for the most part, 99.9%, I know that's a number I use all the time. You're going to have to take my word for it. You're going to have to trust me. In this particular case, it's probably the most accurate time I might have ever used, 99.9%. But 99%, 99.9% of the people who have been in contact with my mother since... Uh, since the restaurant where she had the stroke, uh, the ambulance, the ER, they, they don't come in contact with deaf people. It is such a small population uh, that uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to treat a deaf person. And my job in the last couple months has, has been to be an advocate. Advocacy. Oh, wow, that's a great A word. Maybe I'm for A rated. Ad- advocacy. Well, there's an AD, so that's good. Advocacy, alone, arduous, and anxious. Advocacy, advocate. I've been advocating. Yeah, there's a word. There's a word that really sums up the last couple months. Advocating. And I'm going to be doing that today, advocating. I have no experience in advocation. That is not my vocation of specialty, to advocate. Ugh. It's very hard. It's not that I don't believe in the cause it's just that I am not that intelligent, folks. I am not that smart. I'm not looking for compliments. I don't want people saying, oh, Dave, oh, you know, I'm really tired of, oh, Dave, please. You know, I love when people engage with the show, you know, Linda and my buddy Mark and whoever, but, you know, you got to be pretty smart to advocate. You got to be pretty passionate. You got to be really connected. You really got to know a lot to advocate. And I know nothing. I know very little. And this bureaucracy that I've been dealing with for the last uh, 60 some odd days has really put me in my place. I am a dum-dum, really. I, I can't read. I can't comprehend. Uh, it's hard for me to have a conversation. You know, I, I don't last long. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like having sex. You know, it's like a couple of minutes in and I got to bail. I want to tag somebody. Listen, you come in there. I got to go sit down. And I can't just like, 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 you know, like in tag team wrestling, you ever watch WWE where the guy gets beat up, he gets really beat up and he's like, oh, you know, and he's crawling on his knees and he's going to the corner to tag, you know, to tag his partner. I haven't had a a partner to tag. I've been on this alone. I've been in this really alone. I might have a couple of friends in the dressing room and maybe when things get really bad, wow, that really is a great analogy. I'm very proud of myself. I can actually envision this whole analogy. Or is it a metaphor? See, I'm too tired. 
I'm too exhausted. I'm too dumb. I don't know the difference. No, it's not a metaphor. It's an analogy. Yeah, it's, an, it's probably, well, who cares? You know what, folks, you've been listening to 100 episodes now. How many times have I been wrong? I'm wrong all the time. So just look it up and figure it out, you know, if I'm saying the wrong thing. But the analogy is I'm that, I'm that tag team partner. I'm on the, in the middle of the ring, and I'm dragging my body, and I've been beaten for five minutes by, you know, the ultimate warrior or King Kong Hogan or, you know, Big Daddy uh, Boss Man uh, Rock uh, Dwayne Johnson, whatever. You know, Chief uh, Mataihayu, you know, with his war dance, you know, Chief Alkawi, Chief Crazy Horse, Chief J. Strongbow. There you go. Wrestling references. That'll be a big hit with the podcast listeners. Wrestling references from 1970. So, and I'm, I'm crawling to the corner for my tag team partner. But my tag team partner isn't there. And I got to stay in the ring. And I just get beaten up, beaten up, beaten up. And the only way I could win this match is by disqualification. Because my energy, it's not like a movie where all of a sudden I, I hear a voice in the crowd and I perk up. And I go, yeah, I'm going to fight this fight. No. The only way I can win is by default. Is, you know, by disqualification. My opponent has to do something really wrong. And uh, they have to somehow uh, do something wrong, get disqualified, give me the ability to get out of the ring, you know, with the medical staff uh, putting me on a stretcher, (laughs) bringing me to the dressing room and uh, letting me recover. And maybe I need to recover for a half an hour. Maybe I need to recover for a week. Uh... Today, it's actually been a week. I had a, I, I, I tagged out, I think, Monday, last Monday. If that was Christmas, Christmas Eve, I think I tagged out last Monday. I had been at the Menorah Nursing Home for, geez, I don't know, 30 days. I, I don't even know. All I know is that my mother checked in November 20th. And when she checked in, I checked in. And um, I'm beaten, folks. And I have learned a very valuable lesson. You know, too late now. And uh, it's a lesson I've known for a long time, but this time it's really gotten beaten into me. I should have done my homework. Not my homework for nursing homes and rehab center in first grade. And I should have studied for tests. And I should have really not so much done better in school, but I should have exercised my brain. And that is, I think, ultimately, at the bottom, at the end of it all, the core of the reason why you get an education. The reason why you go to school is because it's like going to the gym for your brain, where you're just exercising your brain. You're just lifting weights for your brain. You don't really have to remember trigonometry or geometry or algebra or the history of the United States or, uh, you know, any of those uh, primary colors, all that stuff. Maybe I'm wrong, but looking back now, the purpose of all that was just to exercise your brain to, to exercise your brain's muscles. I don't know if the dumbest person in the world, uh, other than really you know medical uh, issues, I don't know if a person like me could have became a person like I want to be, a person who could really read and comprehend and debate and argue and, uh, and reply intelligently without emotions taking over, without fatigue and emotions you know, like anger, mostly, and sadness and uh, taking over. Because that's what happens when I really try my hardest to be smarter. Smarter. <laughs> Can't even say smart. Smarter smartly. Sound like a moron. 
like from Brooklyn or from Boston. Yeah, I want to be smarter. Yeah, I'm smart. I'm not dumb. Not like people say. I should be the godfather, Mickey. I'm your older brother. But uh, I think that's a godfather reference. I've heard it. I don't even know. But uh, yeah, dumb as a rock. So that's why I'm a truck driver. No offense to truck drivers, but, you know, as hard as it is, it ain't that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard at all. It's hard, but, you know, because of it's uh, the, the, mostly because of the duration of the job. It's a long day, and there's a lot of difficulty in truck driving. <laughs> Absolutely not an impossible job. And if you're at the higher end of dumb, you can minimize your risk of problems. And uh, not exactly uh, the most difficult pr- profession in the world. And uh, I'm sure a lot of truck drivers would argue with that. It is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. I will say that. It is a dangerous job. There are a lot of truck drivers that die. I don't know if more truck drivers die than um, policemen or uh, what other job out there is dangerous. But uh, uh, believe it or not, it is one of the top ten. I read that somewhere. In fact, when I worked at Conway Freight, they actually had it on a sign that it was in the top 10 most dangerous jobs in the world of, you know, if not the United States in the world. And it was, um, I forget, it was actually, it was actually a criteria for that. Um, well, I really, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I want to thank Alex Exum. I did thank Spreaker. I want to thank Rob Greenlee. I know I'm all over the place. Uh, I want to thank Rob Greenlee from Spreaker. I want to thank the entire Spreaker staff in Italy which I don't think is in Italy anymore. I think they're in New York. Wish they would let me come down and visit. You know, it'd be nice to get an invitation. Francesco, I think, is he still the owner? So many things have happened to Spreaker. I've really lost touch with the front management. But um, uh, it's a great podcast host platform. Um, They are more than just a podcast host platform. Uh, I think they are also considered... An aggregator? <laughs> See? This is what happens when I try to be smart. I try to use the word like aggregator. They're like a podcast aggregate. Aggregator. They have a lot of podcasts. You don't need Spreaker to do a podcast. You, If you want to do a podcast, you should use Spreaker. But if you just want to listen to podcasts, I think they're the best. Better than Stitcher. Better than Libsyn. Better than uh, every uh, platform, Anchor, whatever. Every, better than every platform, uh, better than iTunes. Uh, not as prolific. Apparently, iTunes has the corner of the market on prolific. Like, it's, If you're not on iTunes, you, you don't have a podcast and all that other stuff. That's fine. That's a technical thing. That's a very technical thing that 99.9% of the world does not have to worry about. But if you want to listen to podcasts, you want to find a podcast, you want to listen to a podcast, and you want to engage, especially if you want to engage with a podcast, uh, the Spreaker platform is the most intuitive, easiest to use, smartest looking, feeling, in all ways, uh, you know, the, yeah, they are a very comfortable shoe for me. I will admit there's a bias. And I have, I have no affiliate marketing with them, although I should because I do have a contract somewhere in my emails from two years ago that I never signed and sent back. That's uh, another part of my stupidity, that I have this contract sitting in my emails with Spreaker 
to become an affiliate marketer and I just never pursued it because that would be, mean success to me and I'm afraid of success. You know, that's one of the things I've heard a thousand times. I'm afraid of success. So uh, is that true? Yeah, probably because then there's more responsibility and with more responsibility comes more responsibility. Do I want that? Sometimes I think I do. Sometimes I think I don't. Sometimes I don't know what I think. I'm too exhausted to know. I'm exhausted and I'm dumb. I'm just beaten and I'm dumb. Did I do the, re- the wrestling reference uh, justice? Yeah, so I did that. I thanked Rob Greenlee. I thanked Spreaker. And I want to thank Alex Exum. Alex Exum for doing the intro. That's this guy right here. The following podcast is rated D for dumb. There you go. That's Alex Exum, who let me substitute for him on his live talk show on the Fringe.fm. I think they just call it the Fringe FM. KTLK. KTLK, which is a radio station, I think, based out of... I don't even know. Am I going to say California? No, I don't think it is. I don't know where it's based out of. It's called KTLK. Sounds like California, but um, it might not be. It's on the internet, the Fringe FM. So I substituted for two two-hour shows live for Alex Exum on his live talk show. I did a horrible job. No, I don't want anybody writing, Dave, you didn't do so bad. You did a good... Nah, I didn't do a good job. I, I know what good radio is, and that wasn't good radio. I wasn't prepared, and, uh, you know, I don't have... Uh, I was exhausted. I, I you know, I, I had agreed to do it because Alex was in a spot. He needed to go on vacation. He didn't want to run a rerun. And I knew I could hold out two hours pretty much without breaking the internet, which, by the way, was my number one concern. I didn't want to break the internet. But I just don't have the, the energy to sit there and, and, and prepare just like this show right now, which is why I'm all across the board today. I just didn't have time. I don't have time to prepare. I don't have the mental uh, stability and uh, the wherewithal. I have prepared some shows. And, uh, you know, I guess if I, if I, I, there's a discipline to that. Ah, discipline. What I don't have, what I lack. Discipline. So, oh, I have made it to 100 episodes. So there's no pod fade here. And I will continue to do podcasts. But I definitely could use for more discipline, not just in podcasting, in my organization skills, in my spiritual skills, you know, because I don't meditate like I should, in my uh, medical and uh, physical, you know, because I don't exercise on a regular basis, you know, jeez, uh, in my sleep, I don't sleep regularly, I don't uh, often try to sleep regularly, I go home, I watch too much TV, there's my discipline, I have discipline in my lack of discipline, I'm always so contrary. <laughs> I think that's my most consistent uh, part of me, being contrary. Contrar- contrary? Contrarical? Contrary? <laughs> Whatever. The opposite? No. I don't know if I want to say that. But, um, yeah, that's my greatest discipline, is to be undisciplined and uh, just able to sit there and watch TV. I could just watch series, series TV series after TV series. And uh, right now I'm locked into the stupid Daredevil TV show on Netflix. I finished all the Luke Cage, Power Man shows. Dumb. I watched almost all the Iron Fists show. Dumb. Uh, Jennifer Jones. That was dumb too, but that was actually better. It was actually interesting. The Jennifer Jones character was interesting. Her supporting characters were interesting. There was the sadness which I think I really enjoyed. Luke Cage's characters weren't sad. It was dark and not dark like death dark, like just dreary, boring, a little boring. 
mostly boring. Iron Fist was just stupid. Just really not good. Which is amazing to me because all these people are professionals putting together a TV show for Marvel. And I'm not a superhero guy at all. I, I just, I, not anymore. Comic books as a kid, not TVs and movies as an adult. I just don't buy into it. It's just very hard for me to let go and say, yeah, man, I'm into this. But that Jennifer Jones show, you know, she was sad. And uh, her childhood was messed up. And uh, I think that's why I related to her. I really dug it. And as much as she tried to do good, it was always something. In the, you know, it's kind of like Breaking Bad, which, is, uh, which I thought was a great show. Now I'm doing TV reviews uh, of shows that have been off the air for 10 years. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad, no matter, uh, what's his name, White, William, whatever his name was, no matter how hard he tried, he just couldn't, couldn't right the ship. It was always like another obstacle, another obstacle. No matter what he did, he had to lie to somebody to make it right. You know, and, but he never made it right. He had to hurt somebody to make it right. He had to deceive somebody. But no matter how much he tried, he couldn't make it right. And um, I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but it doesn't really end right at all. Except for one person, I guess, maybe. Maybe more. Maybe he was, he was the only one that didn't make out at the end. So, uh, Jennifer Jones. Yeah, better. So, anyway, I'm not here to do TV review. Oh, yeah, then there's the, the Defenders, I think, where they're all together. All these loser TV shows are together. Daredevil and Jennifer Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Eh, I don't know. I could care less. I, I, but I watch it, even though I could care less. Just because I need to complete it. That's like OCD. Like, once I get started, I got to finish it. Not all the time. Sometimes I go, nah, you know what? This is really that bad. I can't finish it. Like, I, there's other shows. Uh, not so much Netflix shows. No, Longmire. Longmire, I didn't finish. It was a good show. And then it, they switched from A&E to Netflix or somebody. And it got cartoonish. It got a little silly. I stopped. Uh, I, I just, I never went back. It's there. I guess it's always there for me when I want it, right? Longmire. Because on Netflix, but who cares? All right, nobody. You want to hear me do TV reviews? No, no way. That's stupid. You, you don't need me to review a TV show. So here I am, uh, advocate, advocating, anxious, alone, continuing my arduous journey down the New York State Thruway. By the way, not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, woohoo, hee hee, ha ha. Passing the Modena service area in a mile, which is the 67 mile marker southbound. Yeah, not wearing a seatbelt. Not since I left my house. Yeah, ooh, ah, yeah, sometimes I do that. Ooh, no seatbelt. Oh, my God, that's dangerous, Dave. That's that's bad. That's, you know, you're a professional driver. You shouldn't be talking about this on your podcast. Oh, no seatbelt? Oh, what are they going to, they're going to, they're going to find you. you. You're on record now saying they, you're, first of all, this is theater of the mind. So screw you, all right? Maybe I am wearing a seatbelt. Maybe I'm not. How, how do you know? Just because I said it? On a, on a digital broadcast, that doesn't make it true. But let's just say I'm not wearing my seatbelt. Let me tell you something. If I got into an accident, right now, two tractor trailers loaded with uh, flatbeds, loaded with, uh, what is that, some sort of concrete, uh, like for the road, it's, the, it's patches of the road. They just passed me. They just blew my doors off. I'm doing 62 miles an hour. They're doing 70 as I pass the Modena service area. You know what? If they wrecked me, if, they, if I wrecked them or whatever, and I crashed, I hit the wall... And I flew out the window, and I died. You know what? Just like the airlines, every time a plane goes down, every time a plane goes down, 
and whether it disappears over the ocean or whether it crashes into whatever, what is the first thing you always hear, right? You know, oh, still, even though we just lost 285 people, uh, airline travel is still the safest travel in the world. And every time, I'm 55 years old, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, that announcement. I wish I had the wherewithal, and I say this a hundred times, I say this over and over and again, I don't say it a hundred times. I say it over and over again. I wish I had a recording of this. I wish I had logged this down. I wish I had paid attention to this. But every time there's an accident of an airplane, that's the first thing you hear. Oh, airline travel still remains the safest mode of transportation ever. You know, that's based on numbers. Well, yeah, of course it's based on numbers. It's a numbers game. In other words, if you took every flight I don't know if they go back to the original Orville brothers. Are those the guys? Right? Didn't they own a bicycle shop and then they built a plane? No, the Wright brothers. Orville was a... They're not the Orville brothers. They're the Wright brothers. What do I know? I, I, that that little piece of memory, come back to me in about a, a, a month from now. I won't even remember that. That's how bad my memory is now as I fade away into obscurity. Um, into, uh, what's the other word? Um the people uh, dementia yeah as I as I fade into dementia and obscurity actually that's two different things but whatever so I don't know when they started tracking this information but you hear this all the time oh it's the safest mode of travel yeah you know (laughs) that's because of all the miles that are put in you know it's like how many miles do you go before somebody dies oh yeah it's a million miles every million miles a guy a person dies it's that that sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, uh, here, uh, am I hunting to fit right now? I'm at 191,000 miles, 191 660 miles. So I got another 800,000 miles to go, according to airline travel. You know, I, I'm just making up a million miles. I don't know how many miles it is, but you always hear that airline travel is the safest travel. Uh, air, you know, flight, air flight, airplane travel, whatever they call it, is the safest mode of travel. I'm just making up a million miles. And my, my the fit uh, the uh, Kia uh, has uh, two hundred and sixty some thousand miles. For those of you new to the show, I used to be in the Kia. The intro with Alex XM still says I'm in the Kia, but I, I switched cars with my wife. It's a long story. It's not really that long, and it's not even that interesting. But we switched cars, so she's got the Kia, and she's doing two. She's at two hundred and sixty some thousand miles, and I'm at I'm in the Honda Fit uh, for Dave's Fit Life, uh, which is my YouTube channel at one hundred and ninety one thousand six hundred sixty miles. And uh, what am I getting for gas mileage? Let's see. According to this, uh, right now I'm getting 35.4 miles to the gallon, according to my digital display. But, so, I'm trying to, uh, you know, advocate for uh, driving without a seatbelt. I think that's what I was trying to do. Is that if I died, yeah, I'd be a fatality, right? And they was, oh, he should have wore a seatbelt. You know, he would have been safer. But you know what? I bet you, if we calculated every mile that every car, every truck, every taxi, motorcycle, I guess, right? By the way, motorcycles, they don't wear seatbelts. They wear helmets. If they, if you gave me a choice of being in your car wearing a helmet or a seatbelt, you know what? I might take helmet. I mean, I wear, I, sometimes I wear a ball cap. Sometimes, you know, in the summer, sometimes I wear a ball cap. I, 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 you know, I don't really care. Sometimes I wear a wool cap. In the winter time, right? Sometimes you forget to take it off. Some people uh, remember back in the day, you know, uh, our grandparents. Uh, if you're my age, uh, great grandparents. If you're uh, 
uh, younger than me, I guess. Uh, they wore hats. You know, they, they wore these decorative hats or whatever. Men and women. Women wore gloves, too, over their hands. Oh, yeah, where else would you put a glove dumped up? But, uh, so, so, yeah, so I would, I, I might choose to wear a helmet. Uh, listen, Dave, you have a choice. You can either wear a helmet or a seatbelt. You know, I think I might wear, I, I might want to wear a helmet. I'd like to have that choice. You know, that, that's going to protect me, too. How come I'm not given a choice? If I fly out this window and I got a helmet on, just like if I had an accident with a motorcycle, the helmet would protect me. Well, Dave, that's, that's not enough. You also have to wear protective clothing. Wait a minute. I have to wear like a racing suit and a helmet like a NASCAR while I drive? Yeah, put me down for that. Rather than a seatbelt? No, you still have to wear a six-point harness. No, no, no. I'm not wearing a NASCAR harness. I'm not traveling at high rates of speed. Let me wear a racing suit. <laughs> a really cool fireproof yeah why aren't they concerned about me being on fire how come my clothes don't have to be fire retarded while I drive Dave do you really want government in your in your driving no I don't want government in my driving but I'm just trying to create some choices here rather than wear a seatbelt Dave you really hate seatbelts I hate seatbelts I hate them they are restrictive I don't like the way they come across my chest uh, I never liked when they came across my belly even before I was uh, obese um yeah, I know uh, a million people, I bet. Not personally. I don't, I don't know anybody personally anymore, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe my wife. After that, I don't know anybody personally. But my guess is I could probably find a million people that hate wearing seatbelts. Not just because of the law, because you know, they hate you know the law, the fact that it's law. They just It's uncomfortable. So, yeah, let me wear a helmet. And probably not a big, bulky helmet. helmet like a modified Helmet for uh, for uh, com- commuter driving. Yeah. Just like uh, in NASCAR where the pit crews, they started mandating that the pit crews had to wear helmets. Uh, and they, at first they were resistant to it. But after a while they put a lot of effort into it. And now they have these modified helmets uh, that uh, different from the race car drivers. So put me down for that. Yeah. Can I advocate for that? No. I'm a dummy. I, I'm not going to advocate for that. Who's going to, you know, that's a lot of work. But, yeah, give me the choice. I'd rather wear a nice modified uh, driving helmet, a commuter helmet. By the way, back in the day when they first made cars and there were no roofs. Roofs? Holy cow. That must mean we're at the end of the show. Because now I'm not even talking really at all. 35 minutes in. Um, remember the once upon a time I used to get nervous at 30 minutes? Now I'm 35 minutes. I could care less. Well, it's the 100th episode. You're getting a bonus 15 minutes, folks. I'm going right to the end. I might not even be able to say goodbye. I might just, uh, this thing might just cut off on me, which it's done before. Um, so, yeah, I like to have a, a modified helmet and a racing suit. Yeah, I, I advocate for that. I vote for that. There you go. Flame retarded with pockets and a cup holder. <laughs> Uh, what's what's wrong with that? Instead of a seatbelt, right? Okay, so there you go. Rob Greenlee, Spreaker, Alex Alex Exum, Linda, uh, Jason Smith from Deplorable Radio. Thank you for listening to my show. Uh, Mark, my buddy Mark, truck driver, uh, used to live up in New York. Now he's down there in Mobile, Alabama. Um, Pastor Pastor Mark uh, has helped me pray. Uh, a couple of times, not in a while, 
we haven't talked in a while, uh, but um, he's down in uh, Alabama. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I appreciate him as much as I could possibly muster up appreciation for a friend. Uh, I have other friends that some don't want to be mentioned on the radio or at all, so if he's listening, uh, I appreciate you being my friend, even though you don't want me to mention your name. And the other people who have said to me nice things along the way, whether you're being honest or just, you know, blowing uh, up my skirt, which I don't wear anymore, and um, because I got caught. No, it's not true. So, um, even if it was true, theater of the mind. So, uh, you know, uh, now I've cast a a little doubt in in everybody's minds. Is he? What is he? What was that? Did he say skirt? No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, for all my friends, uh, in quotations, my 1,000, I don't you know, I was on the internet the other day, I forgot to check, because one of the reasons why I hesitated doing episode 100, because I wanted to do a special show. I really wanted to do a special series called Dave Saves the World. Well, I don't have time for it. I could barely advocate for an 81-year-old deaf woman. How am I going to save the world? I'll have to figure out how to do that another time. Um, I have my ideas, but I don't know if I could put it... I don't know if I could make it come to fruition. Fruition. That is the word of the day. No, it's not. But anyway, fruition. Um, I've been hesitating doing episode 100. I've been hesitating. I've been hesitating doing every episode since I considered the speciality, the specialness of episode 100. And I've been stalling, stalling, and stalling. And uh, here it is. I'm just putting it out there. It's not at all what I wanted to do. But other than doing Dave Saves the World, one of the things I wanted to do was talk about my friends, in quotations, my friends. So let's just say, for instance, I have a thousand friends. I don't know if I have a thousand friends on Facebook, fake book. Maybe I have 500 friends. Maybe I have 700 friends. Who knows? But from what I see from fake book, Everybody who's on Facebook seems to have 500 friends. So maybe you have less. Maybe you're one of those people, I only have 33. I only have 120. Well, it doesn't matter. There's no way that people have in their lives probably more than real, three real friends, five real friends. I mean, really, what is the maximum number that you can have real friends? Hang out with them, friends. Take them to the airport, friends. Help them move, friends. Be on the phone for hours, friends. Really, what is what is the like largest amount of friends a person could really have? I used to th- I used to think back in the day as a child that I had like ten really good friends, maybe five or six from Canarsie, Brooklyn. Now I have none of them, none of those guys. But if I have five hundred fake fake book friends, I'm and now I'm going low. If I have, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have more than that. I used to have more than that, and then I purged. I went through this huge purge where I got rid of all this fat, and then I built it all up again because I, I went to Coda, and I got into podcasting and whatever. Uh, so let's just say I have 500 friends. If my 500 friends all have 500 friends, 500, 5,000, that comes out to 25,000 people, doesn't it? 500 times 500 is 5,000, 25, yeah, right? 25,000. 
Sounds about right. So, the fact that I only have 72 at this time. No, I think I'm up to 74 YouTube followers on my YouTube channel. And I know I don't get 500 listens on an episode. Or I don't get, I don't get two shares. I mean, you know, the numbers are so appalling in comparison to the potential. That is a big beef I have. All right? So, uh, 41 minutes almost. All right. So, I wanted to do a whole episode on that. But you know what? Now that I'm, I'm, I'm at the end of episode 100, I'm over it. I'm not over the fact that my friends have failed me. Not you guys. The other ones. The ones that aren't listening. Um, and I could list them all by name, but, you know, <laughs> what is that going to accomplish? Um, they know who they are, but they're not listening. So, what does anybody care? Why do I let it bother me? They're not really my friends. If you look at the definition, uh, the Merriam-Webster definition of friends, I guess they still are, you know, they're still my friends, you know, because once you've made a friend, according to the dictionary, they're friends forever. Uh, I guess until they become your enemy. I never thought about that. So they're not my enemy. They're just not my friends. But you can't not be friends, according to the dictionary definition, until you become enemies. So they're forever your friend. Once you've made a friend, they're a friend for life, according to the definition. It's a person that you like or likes you, and you have something in common. I forget now the definition. But I remember when I read it, I was kind of disappointed. Because there is no criteria for friendship. You just have to meet and like each other. Look it up. I wish I had it. I'm not prepared. to The whole thing about dumbing it down with Dave, I don't prepare. I don't really do notes. I just kind of wing it. And I'm kind of satisfied with the way the show is ending. I thanked a lot of people at the beginning. I thanked people in the middle. I gave you some of my angst. I gave you some of my advocacy, my aloneness, my arduousness, my journey here. Not just driving a car on the throughway, but this whole thing with helping my mother recover from a stroke all alone with my father, who is often not a help. He's a drag because he, he thinks I'm there for him too, which is another thing. Jesus, like I'm there for her. But since I'm there, I might as well be there for him too, right? That's how he sees it. I helped him do this. I helped him do that. It's exhausting. And this whole time, I, well, I was on paid leave, but it's like 80%. It's like less than 80%. It's not really a good amount of pay. But thank God I was, I, I, my mortgage is paid. If I didn't, five years ago, this would have been impossible. All right, the uh, Spreaker app is uh, warning me now. It's time to say goodbye. All right, folks. So I'm actually officially off leave uh, a couple of days ago. So today is December 31st. I'm in the car. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, upload this as soon as it's all. I'm going to listen to it and make sure it's okay. And then I'm going to upload it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for those of you who have made it to episode 100, for those of you who have jumped on at episode 100 or whenever, uh, please feel free between Dumbing It Down with Dave and Dave's Fit Life to share this podcast with people, to, uh, to engage me. But um, uh, here in the Spreaker comment section, uh, you know, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, at Dumb with Dave, or at Dave Canyon with a K, dumbing it down with Dave uh, with a B. Uh, thank you for, for listening. I hope it's entertaining. I don't know. And uh, sorry for all the uh, uh, advocacy and aloneness and arduousness and uh, anxiety but or angst. But that's it. That's the core of my existence. I am uh, constantly in flux. 
constantly reinventing myself, constantly in search of pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. It's never ending. It's constantly disappointing and never ending. Uh, that's life. And I handle it the way I handle it. That's me. That's life. Episode 100 in the books. All right. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. Good rats. And great skills. Was that eight? It's going to have to be. Should I do it again? I got 20 seconds. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. Godspeed. Good rats and great skills. Take care, folks. Bye. Oh, yeah. Episode 101. I have no idea. Maybe tomorrow, today on the way home. I don't know if I'm going home. We'll see. Happy New Year, everybody. 2019. Whee! Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. 2020. Whee! Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. 2021. Whee!